Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading the two parshios of Sazria and Mitzorah. According to the Chinuch, Pashas Tazria contains five positive mitzvos and two restrictions. According and the Chinuch continues, and the Mitzorah, Pashas Mitzorah contains 11 positive mitzvos for a total of 16 positives and two restrictions in terms of the number of mitzvos in these two parshios. Before I continue, I just wish to commend, applaud the efforts of the Chafetz Chaim Heritage Foundation for their extensive proliferation and reaching out to the Jewish community, literally worldwide, and raising the awareness of the beautiful concept of keeping your Shabbos table beautiful by keeping it Lashon Hara free. This is true all year long, but especially on Shabbos Mitzorah, which speaks about the effects of Lashon Hara. I'd like to focus this morning on the first and opening Rashi on the Parsha, whereby Rashi quotes Rav Simloi, who at first glance doesn't really seem to be teaching us something so significant. Says Rav Simloi, Kishem sheyitzi raso shal odam achar just as man was created last, as we find at the end of chapter 1 of Bereshis, kach, so too, Torasonis Parsha, his laws of that which governs him, is explained after the laws of Behemachayavaov, the animals. Therefore, as we find in last week's parsha of Shmini, the Torah taught Zos Toras Habehema. These are the laws of the animals, namely which ones are kosher, which ones are not. And afterwards, in this week's parsha, we have Ishoki Sazria, the laws of man. At first glance, what's going on here? What is Reb Simloi teaching? that we on our own couldn't know by just opening up the Chumash and seeing what appears first chronologically. The Be'er Yosef has what I consider an incredible understanding, beautiful, and he has the following question that he wishes to say that this is what Rav Simloi is addressing. He says, take note in that which Hashem has created. Regarding the animal kingdom, the way an animal is born, created, that is the way it stays its entire life. Shor binyomo korushor. An ox on the day that it is born is a kosher animal, and it's going to remain so all the days of its life. 
never fluctuating to become a non-kosher animal. The chamor, the donkey, the horse, are created, born, a non-kosher animal. And so, too, that's the way they will remain all the days of their life. The only one that fluctuates and changes that today they are in a state of tahara, purity, and tomorrow they are in a state of impurity is man. How do you account for that? We have this kind of fluctuation. But in addition, not only does man change from one state to another, but the degree to which there is tumah, impurity, in the world is greater and more pronounced by man. Once again, why might this be so? And according to the Be'er Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Salan Zatzal, Reb Simloi is answering that question. How so? By noting that the Yitzira of man, the creation of man, followed that of the animal. But he means not simply in terms that the fish and the birds were created on the fifth day and the animals on the early part of the sixth day and man on the latter part of the sixth day. No. He reminds us as to how the Torah introduces the creation of man. In chapter 1, Pasuk 26, Hashem says, Na'ase Adam, let us make man. Now that is a very challenging phrase, the plural, let us, and therefore Rashi on the spot tells us that the Torah is teaching us Hashem's incredible character, humility, that we are to emulate, that even though it could cause questions as to, after all, God is alone, one, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, He's unique. Still, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't hesitate to teach the lesson that the Gadol, the head of the corporation, should be Shoel Eitzah, should give Kavod, and should actually listen to those who are beneath him, become Alamda Hiskalti, for many, many reasons. Comes along the Zohar, and the Zohar has an additional understanding of Naaseh Adam. This idea is also found in Nefesh Hachayim of Rab Chaim in Shar Aleph, Perik Vav, that Hashem was speaking to all of nature that preceded the creation of man. And Hashem said, Na'aseh, let us make man, meaning that Hashem was going to take from all that was created prior to man, all of those characteristics, all of those strengths 
that each of the animals have, have a az kanesher, literally the ability to have that sense of not just self-confidence, but the ability to go out and attack problems. This comes from the characteristics of various animals. Haviratz katsvi, literally, that man is to come on, not only be lethargic, and the opposite thereof, he is to learn from the deer how quickly he is to perform the mitzvos and obligations that he was charged. But in reality, we know that there, man has the ability to run the mile in a few seconds, less than four minutes. What does that mean? In a very literal sense, as the deer is one of the quickest of animals, man too has this capacity. So, what the Torah is teaching us is that there is within man a little bit of this and a little bit of that. God took a composite of all of that which preceded man and put it into man. And when Adam sinned and he ate from the Eitz Hadas Tovarah, once again, imbibed within man now was both positive and negative. And therefore, when we ask the question, why is it that man and man alone has this character of today he is pure, tomorrow impure, the state of flux, it's because of the uniqueness of man who was created after the animals, not focusing on the chronological, historical, but focusing on that man has within him all these different characteristics. So the Rashi is pointing out, according to the Bar Yosef, the uniqueness of man. Let's go further. We find in this week's to Parshios, the uniqueness of Eretz Yisrael, that the Torah shows through the concept of Tzoraas, literally what we call, for lack of a better term, leprosy, but a disease that is on man's skin, man's garments, man's houses. How do we explain this? So the Ramban tells us, I'll tell you exactly how we can explain this. This is something which is metaphysical. It's something which is only in Eretz Yisrael. And it demonstrates HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love, special, personal relationship with the Jewish people in the land of Israel, that when and if they should go off the right path that they were placed upon, immediately from on high, they are given a reminder, uh-oh, no, this is not the way you are to live your life. And it's only in Eretz Yisrael that these 
laws of the especially Tumas Begodim and Tzoraz Habayis apply. I believe that what we see today in Eretz Yisrael, if you open the Gemara Sanhedrin 98a, comes along Rav Abba, and the discussion in the Gemara is, tell us a sign of surety that the Geula is on its way, the redemption is coming, says Rabbi Abba, there's no clearer indication, and he quotes from Yechezkel, the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, Pasuk 8, and you, the prophet is speaking to the mountains of Israel. Anpechem titenu, you shall shoot forth your branches. Upiriachem tisu, and bear your fruit. Laami Yisrael, to my people Israel, ki kervu lavo, because they are forthcoming and getting closer, coming home. The Navi is telling us if you want to know the sign of the redemption being on hand, look and see. The Torah tells us in Parshas Bechukosai, in the first of the two Tochachos, that despite the fact that you're going to be exiled from your land, in chapter 26, Pasuk 32, Bring the Chumash to the table. Vahashimosi ani esa'oretz. God promises, I'll make the land desolate. And vishamamu oleh oyevechem hayoshvim ba. And your enemies who dwell upon it will be desolate, says Rashi, an incredible beautiful thought. This is good news for the Jewish people. That your enemy will never be able to have satisfaction from Be'artzam, from your land. They're going to try. They're going to conquer you. They're going to literally evacuate you from your land. But for them, for them, it's going to be desolate. They will not be able to produce the land. I had been several times in Gush Katif, which produced tons of cherry tomatoes, flowers, which not only provided Eretz Yisrael, but was exported to Europe. And since the deportation, they have not been able to produce one cherry tomato. There's only one way to explain it, and that is our Torah predicted it. We live it, we see it, and we pray that we are on the way, that this is the precursor of our true Geula Shlema, complete and total redemption that we pray is coming. Bimheira, be amenu, amen. Shabbat Shalom to all.